Radio. A voice in the definition of marriage debate with Vera Media. So we're joined here today with Charlie from Vera Media, who has recently just posted a couple of videos on on his Vera Media Facebook page, which have gone absolutely viral. <laughs> Charlie, how are you doing? Good, good. Yourself? Thanks for having me. I, I'm very well, very well. So I guess to start off with, for those who are listening right now who haven't seen your videos, um, do you reckon you could tell us a little bit about what you talked about in those videos? Yeah, sure. Well, Vera Media looks to approach uh, a, a wide range of issues. But recently, with the whole same-sex marriage debate kind of raging through the media, uh, I thought it would be a good chance to, you know, put forward, uh, you know, a conservative perspective on the whole on the whole issue. So my first video was pretty much just a kind of a compilation of small thoughts. I never expected it to go anywhere. I just thought I'd have my say. And um and that really went out there, but I felt there was a lot of holes in the argument. So I, I came up with a, a second, more wholesome uh, video where I specify three big impacts a change to the traditional definition of marriage would have would have in Australia, and to try and educate and uh, give some perspective to those who are on the fence or to those who are looking to vote no and weren't sure some you know sociological arguments that they could use in that debate. Mm. Wow. Would you mind sharing some of the points you made in your video? Yeah, sure. So uh, the first big impact, I believe, will be through the education system. Um, People don't realize that the push for same-sex marriage is attached to a wide number of impacts. And and one of the first impacts, I believe, will be through the education system, particularly with a safe schools type program, uh, because the education system, namely the PE kind of curriculum, will have to take on board the same-sex marriage program I guess everything that comes with it and the LGBT lifestyle, that'll need to be integrated into the PE sex education type uh, teachings. And that will encompass, you know, teaching about same-sex relationships, bisexual relationships, mm. uh, transgendered situations, um, as well as uh, intersex uh, rela- relationships and experiences. And the reason um, this would happen is because when you look at the Safe Schools program, the Safe Schools program already lists this. You know, if you look at the Safe Schools program and then you look at what's coming with same-sex marriage, it makes sense that the education system would have to take on a lot of those new types of relationships into the system. And uh, a threat to religious liberties and freedoms, as we're seeing around the world with Christian bakers being shut down, bed and breakfasts being shut down because they refuse uh, the service to same-sex couples despite offering them mm-hmm. viable alternatives. And also probably most importantly, the rights of the child. Um, no same-sex couple, regardless of how you look at the situation, can naturally produce their own child. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there will ha- And there could be inevitably children involved in same-sex marriages. And where do those children come from? What's their rights? Do they deserve the right to their biological mother and father? And uh, one of the big criticisms I've had on that point is, well, what about uh, adopted and foster care children? And my response to that has always been, well, you know, a a child who's adopted or come through the foster care system, uh, that's through due to unfortunate circumstances. You know, it's not through kind of like the choice of a couple to create a life for their marriage, as it would be with same-sex marriage. And that's something drastically different and something not really spoken about in this whole debate, the rights of the child and their deserving of parents, biological parents. So they're kind of three of the main issues I went around, but there's many others, but I think they're the three big ones. Okay. And in all three points you just mentioned, there are countless examples, I think, that are circulating on, on, on media. 
were there any particular examples that really stood out to you, which you'd like to share? Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, even with the, the safe schools type example, so the change of the education system, we've seen in Victoria, uh, the safe schools program has been in place since 2011. It was launched in 2010. And from 2011 to 2015, uh, th- and this was conducted through the main hospital in Melbourne, they'd, they'd seen a 360% increase in, ch- in cases of gender dysphoria, which used to be known as uh, gender identity crisis, uh, gender identity issues. So where a young boy or a young woman decides to that they want to biomedically um, you know, alter their sex. That's one example in the education department. And, that, and, and the correlation between safe schools coming in and that increase isn't a coincidence. Uh, and if you look at, say, um, the threats to personal and religious freedoms, you know, I mentioned before the baker in America, and there's been so many cases, um, you know, one of the worst ones was an elderly couple in England. Uh, they owned a bed and breakfast in the countryside and a same-sex couple targeted their bed and breakfast purposely to get the result that they wanted in that to raise media kind of coverage on this issue because they knew that this couple... Uh, due to their strong religious uh, Christian conviction, did not want a same-sex couple staying in their inn, even though they provided them with accommodation next door. So it's not like they were saying, leave us. We said, well, we, we can't, you can't stay here, but we've got, we, we can provide you accommodation next door. Um, and, but they still took them to court. They got run out of business because online people started, you know, lowering the rating on their business. People stopped traveling there. Uh, and the elderly couple had to close up and sell their business and, and they were in financial ruin. So there's been, you know, case after case after case. And uh, in terms of uh, my third argument, when it, when it comes to uh, the rights of a child, there's been a number of children who have been, um, I guess, raised by same-sex couples who have come out. Uh, Katie Faust being a, a major example, she's been in Australia to promote um, the, the No campaign. And she pointed out that, you know, her, while she had a great mother, that mother couldn't be a father. And while her partner was a great woman, that woman couldn't be a father either. And Mm. so she really brought this to light from her own personal experience. So there are countless examples, but a lot of them are being kind of suppressed at the moment Mm. by the media, by, you know, society in general, because they seem to be pushing for this particular result. Since you mentioned uh, Katie Faust and her personal testimony um, growing up, you know, the way she did, do you know how people generally responded to her story? Yes. Well, I actually put uh, her interview with the ABC, well, she's done a number of interviews, but one of them onto my Facebook page, and that's gained a lot of traction. And I noticed from the comments and the amount of shares and likes that it really kind of resonated with a lot of people who had never thought of this debate in this light. But one of the things that I noticed was... um, that a lot of people either were shocked at this conversation because they'd never thought of the child involved in a same-sex marriage because everyone keeps talking about the couple, the love, why can't they marry, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, so there was a lot of shock and, and, and I, I think it changed a lot of people's perspective on this argument. But also there was a lot of kind of... Uh, not abuse. It wasn't... It's, well, I wouldn't say abuse, but there was a lot of kind of just negativity sent towards her based on her coming out and saying, I don't think it should be between a man and a man or a woman and a woman, uh, even though she'd lived in that experience. So it was a bit, it was a bit sad to see that a lot of people on, in, on the yes side still couldn't take her arguments for what they were uh, and, and kind of dismiss them, even though she'd lived in a, in a same-sex kind of marriage relationship wow. as a child, yes. Wow. So that was pretty sad. 
And having the courage and conviction to share her personal testimony and hardships must have been extremely hard for her already. So, Katie, wherever you are, thank you for your courage and conviction uh, in sharing your experiences. Yeah, definitely. Well, she said herself that there's a lot of pressure on ch- children of same-sex couples. Uh, and, 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 you know, to, to hold up an expectation that this works, this is a good model, this, this, is, this works in the same light as a heterosexual marriage. Um, but, but even with that kind of pressure coming from the parents and not wanting to disappoint me because she did say she loves her mum and her partner because they're both great people, mm-hmm. but there was, still, there was still a truth there that she couldn't avoid. Even though she had that love for her, for her mum and her partner, there was still a truth about their relationship that she had to speak about and that was that it's not in line you know, with with a heterosexual marriage in terms of the benefits it holds for children and, and how a child should be raised. So it was really interesting. It would have been very difficult for her, I'd imagine, because she would have had to go against a lot of people that she loved to tell the truth, mm. which is never easy, as as, yeah. as both of us would know. Absolutely. And just going back to your own video, Charlie, um, which you posted on Veramedia, um, what was the reaction like for you there? Yeah, well... Uh, Yeah, so as I said before, when I first posted my first video, I didn't expect it to go that far. But I felt I had to say something. I had to give my opinion on this issue because it was really bugging me. Um, But then they started to go, you know, viral, as they say. And then I made a second and a third. And and all three of them have had over 100,000 views. Um, The second video, over 250,000 views. And I, I have to say, I'm very disappointed in the in the response I received. Um, I, I always approach this issue with a sense of charity and love. You know, there's no hatred towards same-sex attracted people at all. Um, you know, they're all equal in dignity as we are. But I feel the issue of marriage goes beyond the idea of sexual attraction. It's something that, you know, kind of supersedes that basic argument. Uh, and I found that even though I try to approach it in the most calm, logical and respectful manner, I still received a lot of negativity, a lot of backlash, uh, a lot of abuse, um, racism, um, you know, a, a lot of other types of, you know, different, you know, threats to my job, threats to my career, uh, personal insults about my appearance, you know, just things that are very childish and not worthy of this kind of debate that were thrown in the comments, personal messages, um, you know, and, and, and just kind of a lot of bullying, uh, which... Mm. You know, it doesn't affect me in the sense that, you know, I'm, I've got a good family, good support system, and I believe in what I'm saying. But, you know, it does wear you down, you know, day after day after receiving this consistent negativity. Uh, it, it's, it wears you down and it's, it's not, and it's not a good sign for this, for this whole debate in that you've got a lot of people who are willing to go out there and, and, and bully to get the, the answer they want. And, and this isn't just coming from Facebook and, and YouTube and et cetera. It's, it's also coming from the you know the, the socialites who are pushing yes vote, big companies coming together pushing yes vote, and all these other kind of individuals pushing Australia you know in a kind of forceful way. And I, I felt that personally, and I can also see it as I'm sure a lot of your listeners would, just as an individual living in in in, in Australia at the moment. So it's kind of ironic. There's a huge debate on same-sex marriage, but there's not really a whole lot of debate in what marriage actually is. Um, so, did you want to just comment on that? Yeah, sure. That's a very good point. And that's something I've found in my engagement with a lot of the pro-same-sex marriage people is that they they talk about wanting same-sex marriage, but they don't talk about what marriage actually is, uh, what's its purpose, what's role, what role does it play in society. And I've unfortunately, I feel like a lot of the pro-same-sex marriage advocates uh, want the idea of marriage. They want to say they can get married, but they don't care about anything after that. 
And that's really worrying because marriage, as we both know, holds a really key pivotal role in society and everything that society stands for. Uh, and, and that we should be talking about, okay, you want to get married, that's fine, but what's marriage? What's its purpose? You know, does your idea of marriage fit into something that will benefit society in the long run? So, maybe another point I would add, if you're going to engage with people on this issue, ask them, what is marriage to you? What does it represent? It's more than just a piece of paper. And you'll find that approaching the argument that way will put them on the back foot because they haven't thought about it in that light. They've only thought about, this is a matter of equality. This is a matter of human rights. They should get married because I can get married. Uh, And we all know that as logical people, true equality is impossible, you know, uh, and that maybe the idea of a same-sex marriage doesn't fit with what marriage actually is and the purpose of marriage in this society. Mm -hmm. Um, And also remind people that same-sex couples live together they have civil relationships in which i'm you know pretty sure all all the legal rights you know match up with that of a normal um, marriage a heterosexual marriage uh so no one's stopping them from living their life no one's stopping them from loving no one's stopping them from being together but society holds this ideal of marriage um as in a certain way and you know they're not actually debating that ideal they just want that as as a as a as a point of equality or human rights and i think that's an important point I guess in regards to marriage, uh, some of the comments that I've been reading, uh, you know, on various articles and things, uh, people are saying that, well, heterosexual marriage is failing anyway. The divorce rate is through the roof. There's all these issues with um, with heterosexual marriage. Why not same-sex marriage? Um, did you want to comment on that at all? Yeah, sure. That's a very good point. And I've found that come through a lot as well from my end. And, and, and it's truthful. it is a true statement. Uh, there are a lot of issues with heterosexual marriage. Uh, But that doesn't mean we disregard it as useless. I mean, you know, take, you know, the police department, for example, they have issues within the police department, but we don't go and write off all police as, as, you know, the whole whole idea of police forces ruined or the ambulance service or the idea of government. You know, you can't just write off a whole institution based on, you know, the the failings of some. Uh, And on the flip side of that, it also puts the onus back on, you know, married couples and engaged couples and people in in those heterosexual relationships to live out the true message and the true meaning of what marriage actually is and and show the world why it's special, why it's unique and why it can only be in its traditional form Mm. and and not others. So, yeah, it's a very good point and and it is a sore point in this this argument, particularly when we're trying to, you know, tell them, yep, this is the ideal of marriage, but then there's all these other negative aspects Mm. attached to it. But that doesn't define what marriage is. It's just a product of bad marriages, which is something that as a society as a whole, we need to approach and address and not just, you know, take that as, you know, okay, that's it, marriage is finished. In your opinion, what would be the best way to approach this um, particular debate? If, if you want to get involved or if you want to, you know, have a voice, uh, what would be the best way to approach it without being um, hateful or, you know, disrespectful? Yeah, definitely. Well, I would say the best way to approach it is to approach it in love and compassion uh, without going back on the truth. So, a lot of the time I see people come online and they say, you know, they assume I'm Christian. I don't know how they know that. I think it's because probably Christians are the main voice out there, uh, particularly Catholics, fighting this. Mm. Um, And they say, well, as a Christian, how can you deny this? You know, didn't Jesus say that we should love one another? And, you know, this is a very kind of... um, abstract way of looking at scripture in my opinion and you know yes jesus does does say to you know to love your neighbor but in saying that though we have to stick to the truth 
And in loving your neighbor, you have to teach them the truth and you show them the truth. And I believe that just saying yes to someone doesn't love someone because you might make them feel good, but you're not helping them as a person. Mm-hmm. So I would say approach every uh, every debate or every discussion with love, charity, and respect, but at the same time, don't back away from the truth. And, you know, uh, uh, pers- I'm a Catholic personally, but I would say keep religion out of the debate uh, uh, because I, I found a lot of people, unless they approach you on the religious ground, don't care about religion. And to them, you know, it just further legitimizes why they shouldn't listen to you. And I believe that there's real sociological impacts from same-sex marriage that can be argued to people who aren't religious and prove to them that marriage, even in a secular sense, is important for the whole well-being of society. So, mm-hmm. that's how I would approach uh, and that's and I found it's helped and, and it reaches a wide audience of people who are willing hopefully to listen. But And then just a, a quick point on that, if someone isn't willing to listen and they're very aggressive, I would say just respectfully leave them because you're probably not going to go anywhere no matter what you say. So that's, that's, that's been my experience. Is there any other suggestion that you, you'd like to, to make at this point, Charlie? Yeah, I would just say uh, to pray, uh, to pray for Australia, to pray for our politicians and to pray for everyone on both sides of the argument because, you know, they obviously feel strongly for whatever reason they do. But in the end, we're all children, uh, God's children, and um, we have to love and respect each other as much as we can. Mm. And uh, and we pray that, you know, Australia does take this survey seriously and, and upholds the, you know, the beauty of traditional marriage and, and not continue down a path of, you know, undermining, you know, everything our forefathers have stood for. So mm. that would be my kind of final closing comments. And, and don't have fear, be hopeful. Thanks so much, Charlie. And and of course, you know, we, we ask especially for prayers for Charlie, for Vera Media, for the work that they do, um, but also for all those people who... Who are inciting, um, you know, negativity or ag- aggression, um, any any hateful speech, you know. Definitely. Um, so we, we keep them in mind. We keep them in our prayers. Uh, and, and thank you again, Charlie, for being here. No, no worries. Any time. Thank you very much. That was Vera Media with a voice in the definition of marriage debate. For more talks, interviews, and shows, visit cradio.org.au.